Dude, I'm really excited about the top five series for the three of us. I really am. Yeah, um, this, should, this should be fun. Yeah, should be really nice. You know, I we should at some point do an episode on my top five friend list. And I don't think Dan's going to be on it, actually. Uh, is this like back in high school with your MySpace page? Like doing your top eight? You know, I don't think he'd make my top five either. It's your only friend, Tom? <laughs> Tom is my only friend. <laughs> Better uh, than you assholes. Oh, MySpace. <laughs> well played. podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. I'm Roberto PDL. And today we are doing Roberto's top five findable whiskeys. Yeah, so instead of doing our normal news, we thought it'd be fun to uh, put lists together. For things that you can walk into a liquor store and have a good chance at finding. So some of the stuff we've tried is a little bit harder to find. We always put a a findability rating on it. And we decided let's pick some things that you have a good chance at finding on in almost any place. So Yeah, I mean in, in these five that I'm gonna talk about, I mean you should be able to find them on any shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's many Especially some of these whiskeys that you find in some states and not others, right? Like mm-hmm. in Texas, really common, but mm-hmm. not in Illinois. These you should definitely walk into any any store and find them. Uh, it's kind of like Stoli vodka. You can walk into any <laughs> liquor store and find it. Five dollars, uh, you know, for the two gallon bottle of Stoli. Uh, unlike Stoli, these are actually really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I think the criteria was you can go into maximum of two liquor stores and find it readily right available yep. um there's no price limit it just has to be it available to be the off the shelf mm-hmm. yeah cannot be in a case not in the case right or in the back or in the case yeah. under the counter has to be in the shelf yeah I, I, unless jake's gonna include it because uh we haven't done our top all of our top fives yet but i think so far from what it's sounding like we're all picking different things too which yeah. is unique so we'll have 15 different that is things really to cool. talk about. But when we talk about the price, for example, most times I can walk into a place and find a Calumet 14 or 15 year. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be over $100, but you can still still find it pretty pretty easily. I'm yeah. not sure if that's going to make anyone's list or not, but that's why we're not going to include a price on this at all. Yep. Or keep yeah. it in the criteria. You, know, it's, it, you do find some expensive whiskeys on the shelf Every now and then, especially the scotches, but mm-hmm. bourbon and, and American whiskeys, it's really hard to find something really over 150 on the shelf. Right. Yeah. So like most of them, if not all of the 15, should fall within the you know 100 or less. I think a lot of them are going to be the 30 to 50 range. Which yeah. is actually what I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... I mean, there's so many good cheap bourbons out there. And the, not cheap from a, you know, from, from a quality <laughs> standpoint. Right. There's so many decent... $30 bourbons out there, you know, like 1776. Oh, yeah. All the Elijah Craig's. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. So I'm really excited about this one. Yeah. So, Roberto, for the first time ever, you get to talk early. So, we are <laughs> going to let you. And not drunk. Yeah. And we're going to let you <laughs> kind of go through your list of, of top fives. It'll give us a little bit of information on them. And while you're doing that, I'm going to open a bottle and start yeah. drinking. For once, I can be drunk early. Maybe I'll make yeah. sense since I haven't been I'm drinking. I'm flagging Dan to fill me up too. <laughs> 20 minutes. Now I'm jealous. Can I start drinking too? Since you can, geez, but you man. also got to talk. So well, at least pour you, me some and I'll talk. 
I will. Uh, I promise not to hit the table or the mic this time. Since or hit the glass <laughs> in your face again. Or hit the glass in my face with my glasses. <laughs> Jake has these new fancy glasses with like. You a do little, have these fancy glasses. Oh, they, they got like a little nice. punt in them, so I can't tell if there's actually a decent amount in there or not. I, I, well, just just you, eyeball it. You know what they look like? They look like the the bleakers and stuff from you know from chemistry class. Uh, from yeah. Bill Nye. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the science dude. Boy, these have. Uh, like metal base that you put on it. Okay. And the metal base I have in the it's freezer. Cold. So if you want to chill it. Yeah, that's really you nice. You don't need ice. Yeah. How do we chill Dan? Do we put him on a metal base? I'm already, <laughs> I'm already chill. <laughs> metal up your ass? <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm frisky, give me a few more pours. <laughs> oh, Metallica. So, yeah. Um, so why don't you let us know about your... Instead of just babbling here. Yeah, about your five. <laughs> just kind of give us a basic rundown. You don't need to rank these at all. What we'll do is we have one of your top twos here already. Yes. Uh, so after you do your top five, we'll break it down into two and one, and we'll talk about each one of those then. Perfect. All right. So my top five. And, you know, again, I've been drinking, uh, I've been drinking scotches for a while because I love scotch. But American whiskeys have been drinking maybe it's it's going on three years now, and um, some of them, if not you know two or three of the ones on my list, are the ones that I actually started drinking you know back back in two or three years ago when I really got into bourbon and whiskeys. Um, one of them, which actually just came out, this is not too uh, too old. It's uh, Elijah Craig Rye. Mm-hmm. It was Fantastic. just released. I want to say October last year, maybe. Yeah, sometime was, in the fall last year. Yeah, it was like the fall right before Christmas season. Or maybe I remember late that. summer. I can't remember. Maybe some, sometime. Um, it's Elijah Craig Rye, and of course, it's a rye whiskey. Uh, the the content I think is like ninety five percent. I forget what what's the yeah. content on that. It's like ninety five or ninety seven percent for Elijah Craig, mm-hmm. and it is so good. It's so smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we've talked about how I like rice. Uh, a lot because of the spice. Wait, did you say the, rice or rice? R- r- <laughs> or rice. I like rice too. Rice is good with, you know, for sushi and stuff. I don't know. The rye um, that I like the most is it's not an Elijah Craig, but it's up there with mine. My top three of of fry. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's the first one that I really really enjoyed uh, off the shelf. You find it anywhere. It's not it's not hard to find. Widely distributed, it's widely produced, on, and there was a little scare where we thought it might be hard yeah. to get, but it, it's widely yeah. available now. So, yeah, it's a good point. When they released it, and even a couple of the liquor stores here that we go to on their website were like, "Come get it!" Right? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's there. It's on the shelf. Come get it because it's gonna fly. Uh, and I remember I bought like three bottles. I think the first day. Yeah. Um, so Elijah Craig, I highly recommend. Easy to find, and you'll pay f- about forty-five. What's MSRP? Do we have that? No, I don't. So it's about forty-five, though. Yeah, it's, um, it's around that. Yeah, it, it's not expensive. It's cheaper than uh, some of the more expensive rice. Um, the second one is Knob Creek Nine. It's a really good bourbon. Knob Creek is just a really good you know, uh, distributor of bourbons. Uh, if you buy any Knob Creek, it's, it's going to be good. Uh, off the shelf again, it's going to be like thirty something dollars, thirty five. Yeah. Uh, Knob Creek Nine, I think it's a little more expensive than the just a regular off the shelf Knob Creek, but even then, it's like forty seven dollars or something like that. Yeah, it's it's not. Any, it's definitely yeah. not above sixty. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, I, I was trying to drink since I'm used to drinking early on the podcast, and <laughs> and they're they're both looking at me like, no, you you got to keep going. Jeez, <laughs> like, I really it's calling my name. Uh, Basil Ten. Another really good quality 
uh, bourbon in this case that you can find you can find off the shelf uh, pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, this probably falls under one where it might not be in the first one, but but right. probably one of the subsequent ones. If you walk yeah. into a decent sized liquor store, yep. about half the time it's going to be in there. Exactly. Yeah, and they just changed the the bottle and the label. It's really nice. It's, now it's got a white label, I think. I think mm-hmm. Basil Basil Ten used to have a black label. The whole basil lineup is changing. Yeah, in, in appearance. Yeah, yeah. The 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 aesthetics because they used to have they they all used to have um, like the five or six different kinds of basil Hayden. It was like that paper label that just came off the first yeah. time you grabbed the bottle. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. And then the bottle doesn't have any markings, so. The label's off, and then you have no clue what the heck that is. Right, yeah. Um, Basil Hayden's just tend to be really good bourbons, really good whiskeys, and they're smooth. I mean, even just a regular one, which is probably like three, four, five years old. Um, It's really smooth. And the 10 has a really nice and smooth, um, not only like the first time you, you taste it, but the aftertaste is just, it's a nice lingering smooth taste too. And it was, it's funny because, like, when I got introduced to basil, it was always, almost seemed like it was marketed more as, like, I'm not, it wasn't marketed that way, but it seems like when you read on things, some people always say, like, ah, this is the bourbon that women like, or more women yeah. like this compared to other ones. It's, like, billed by other people right. as the, like, easiest drinking bourbon yeah. out right. there. And, and it, it looks like it's yeah. very light cutting yep. color compared to other bourbons. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you try the basil ten, and it is a solid, oh, solid bourbon. Yeah, and it used to be hard to find. I remember when we went, like maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. we went looking for basil ten. Remember, and we found it at your local store. And, yep. Mm-hmm. And but you couldn't find it. Like if you went even here in Illinois, you go to the Jewel. Now you can find basil ten, but before it was not on the shelf. Yeah. So that's why I put it on the list now. And every time we go to Sam's, it's on the shelf anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people compare it to Eagle Rare. Yeah. That's a really good comparison, yeah. yeah. Both 10 years. It's really good. It's really good. My wife makes fun of me because I say shrilly. It's like, I don't know. I don't know maybe not. Maybe yes. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it was really good. Um, the other one on my list, and these are the two that we're going to not only talk about, but we're going to talk more in more detail and, and taste them, which, you know, Dan was nice enough to give me some of the bullet, right? And now I'm drinking it very nicely and... and, and uh, pretty fast. <laughs> I got to slow down because we have, we have like 10 more or 15 more to taste at some point. Um, Will It Pot Still is the the other one on my list. And again, these are in no particular order. These are just my top five that you can walk in mm-hmm. and find them. Um, Dan's going to get into a little detail here about Will It Pot Still and you know, maybe some of the info that you can find on the internet because it's not disclosed. I think everything right. about Pot Still... Well, it, it's pretty undisclosed. Um, but this one, it was really hard to find two or three years ago when I started drinking bourbons. You could not find it on the shelf. Yeah, uh, I remember my guy in Dallas at the time would keep it for me in the back. Uh, he would save it in the back for me. And, and then you know, it, and it was priced. I mean, he, I remember he priced it after you know, secondary market, like at 80 or 90. Mm-hmm. And I think in the last years, uh, in, well, in the last maybe year and a half, uh, specifically, they, they started just hitting the shelves in every liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, they have like 12 of them on the shelf. Yeah. Right. It's not just like they have like two or three. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. a lot. 
And they, they even have the gas cans out there now, too. Yep. No, they have the right. So, which is, for reference, is the, I don't know what it is in, is it one and a half liter? It's 1.5, yeah. Yeah, one and a half yeah. liter bottle, so it's like almost double the size it's of the bottle. It's double the size, still. right, because this is 750. Yeah. Uh, so it's 1.5, so it's, it's yeah. double the size. If you want to, uh, uh, like, conversation piece. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah, pastel gas can. <laughs> and that's exactly one. what I want to talk about next, too, is the, you know, the bottle itself. Um, and again, Dan, we'll get into a couple of details. But this, I remember, it was, it's a unique bottle. It's a pot still, right? It, it looks like a copper pot still, which is weird because uh, they say, obviously, it's undisclosed, but they, it, they're pretty certain, and they being the critics and the reviewers and everybody, that it's distilled in column stills. Yeah. And not in pot stills, <laughs> but a bottle is a pot still. To get um, the volume, I think you have to do it in a... Yeah, you got to do it in the column, column still. Right. Um, so it is a unique bottle that's just beautiful. I love this bottle. I love keeping it in the center of my shelf, even though you can find it. It's not a special bourbon. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the, the gas can that, you know, that you're talking about, it just looks beautiful on any shelf, on the mm-hmm. counter. I keep mine uh, actually in the living room. In one of the you know one of the little pieces of furniture, because uh, it, it just looks great. Yeah, you know, it's a huge pot still. Um, so again, it was really hard to find when I started getting into bourbon, and now you just walk into almost any store. You know the the two rule, yep. right? The first one may not have it, but the second one will. Um, they, so I, they, I think even that's I think it's yeah. getting into almost every store yeah, now. Agreed. Yeah. So I've seen it at Benny's. I've seen it at local liquor stores. Sam always mm-hmm. has it. I've seen um, it at Jewel. Sam always yeah. has it. Jewel has it. So it, it's becoming more available than it was yeah. even like two years ago. I agree. Yep. Yeah, even, exactly. Maybe even one year ago. Probably one. Because I remember when you guys started really getting into bourbon, it was still not easy to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I think I got mine at Sam's. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was sense. the only place I had seen it. You had seen it. I haven't picked it up just because it doesn't fit in my liquor shelf. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gas can, the 1.5... Uh, there's a lot of places I still have a one per person, like a one limit, like Gold Eagle here oh, yeah. down the street will sell it to you, and it's one, it's one limit. You know, it's one per person. We usually don't carry as many of those, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find. It's harder to find. Uh, like, you can just walk into one, two, or even three liquor stores and find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the ones that have it will sell it very you know, readily available to you. And, yeah. And, but Though the, the gas can is a little pricey, I think. Yeah, I think... It's I, over a hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure. I paid about one. It was like one twenty five. I yeah. think for mine. Yeah, but this the regular pot still is like sixty. Uh, forty eight. I think seven forty eight. Right. Yeah, forty five. Forty eight. Somewhere in there. Forty fifty. So yeah, yeah, and it, the bigger Eagle. one is quite. Yeah, quite more than double. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. At least a hundred. Because I remember I paid for like like one twenty five for mine. Um. So yeah. So what's the? You didn't talk about this one either. Oh, I got to go into Bullet Rye then. All right. So the the last. Whiskey on my top five is Bullet Rye. Uh, Bullet Rye is also everywhere. I mean, Bullet Distillery just, it's a mass producer of whiskeys, both uh, bourbons and rice. And this one is readily available in any store. You can walk anywhere and find a Bullet Rye. Uh, and even the micro local liquor stores still have Bullet Rye because it's really popular. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's that? spelled Boule. Boule, yeah. Yeah. Not, but because we're in America, it's bullet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bullet, like this is American frontier whiskey. It's yeah. bullet. And, and it, it does have a plastique 
type of cap. Uh, yeah. It does have a, a To go with a boule. Yeah. The boule plastic. Yep. Yeah. Um, so bullet's really good. It's, it's smooth as heck. We'll talk more about the notes in a minute. Yeah. After we go into the details. But I chose this one for my list. Because it, one, uh, if you drink it neat, which I do during the weekdays, just watching Netflix. So smooth. The proof is not too high. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a tough whiskey to drink. And it just goes down smoothly, but it is, it's a, a really nice, flavorful rye. Uh, not too complex. You know, again, it's a $40 bottle of whiskey. It's not too complex. It's not nothing out of the ordinary, but mm-hmm. it's just smooth as heck. Uh, and it also, the, the second part is that it makes tremendous old fashions. Yeah. This is, this is easily my go-to if yeah. I'm out for an old fashioned. Same. And every restaurant, actually, if you, I mean, not every, of course, I'm generalizing. But if you go to a restaurant and you ask the bartender to make you a, an old-fashioned, he'll probably recommend Bullet Rye. Yeah. So, cool. Well, I guess we'll keep talking about Bullet Rye then. So, that is your second favorite mm-hmm. for the top five you can find. And a little bit of information on Bullet itself. It's, it's in, not a real new distillery, but it's not an old historic distillery. It opened in 1987. And in 2017, they opened a new location in in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They don't disclose the age on this at all. Uh, doesn't right. a lot a lot of people think it's probably around the three to six from what I was picking up on the internet. Uh, the proof is 90. You said it was a lower proof. It sits right at 90. It's beautiful proof, in the, my taste. The mash bill, so it's pretty easy to figure out by looking at the bottle. It's called Bullet 95 Rye. The 95 stands for 95 percent rye. rye. Yeah. And the last 5% is malted barley. The retail price on this is right at that $40 mark. Mm-hmm. So it's not overly difficult. It's not overly expensive. It's an easy one to put on the shelf. Uh, and it is produced by MGP Ingredients. And Bullet, we talked about that before when we talked about MGP. Bullet's one of theirs. Mm-hmm. And most of the time with MGP, they kind of produce it. You get the final product. Mm-hmm. Bullet has a unique relationship with them where... They produce it based off of Bullet's proprietary specs. So yeah. that's the yeah. only thing at MGP that's get, getting produced this way, and it's based off yeah. of what Bullet says they want to produce that. Yep. And everything's bottled at Bullet. Everything's it's bottled, bottled at Bullet. 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 And they also have control over the barrel maturation, even though it's done at MGP. So again, MGP normally produces their product, blenders and things, by their finalized product. Yeah where Bullet does have this relationship where they say, no, 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 we're going to have control of the maturation of it at least as well. Oh, so it's aged at MGP also? Yes. Start. Oh, it's all made at MGP. Okay. It's bottled yeah, it down is. in Shelbyville. Ah, okay. So yeah. that's the information on I love it. the Bullet. So yeah. I'm about done with my glass because we let you talk for so long, Roberto. Now I'm sober. Yeah. You guys are drunk. <laughs> uh, bullet, you know, the Bullet Distillery in Shelbyville, which is a new one. It's brand new. And if you go, you can tell it's a brand new building. It's beautiful. Uh, in the middle, somewhere between Louisville and Lexington. Um, is that I, right next to Springfield? <laughs> I thought Shelbyville and Springfield are right next to each other. Is this a Simpsons reference? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shoot, it's been a while since I watched The Simpsons, but yeah, that, that, that rings a bell. Um, so, you know, that, that uh, the, it's not a distillery, although I think they're starting to distill uh, their whiskeys too in Shelbyville. Did you tour there? I did. Do they have distilling equipment? They have it. Actually, no. Actually, you're right. It's your where? It's the warehouse. It's just all bottling. It's the it's a bottling in the warehouses that they have. Okay. 
Um, but the one thing that was really cool about the uh, the bullet experience, the tour, is the tasting room. So you can just go and buy the tasting experience without doing any tours. Oh, okay. And it's like $70 a piece. You know, it's really not expensive. They take you into this room where it's a combination of smells and lighting and tasting, of course. So you sit at the table and they give you five of their, of their whiskeys. And obviously Bullet Rye is one of them. Uh, you're sitting at the table and then they have next to each one of the glasses with the whiskey in it, uh, either an herb or uh, some sort of fragrance that you can mm -hmm. smell while you, or you, you can drink it. They tell you, drink it, hold it in your mouth and then smell. Okay. So, the, so, you know, so you can combine the, yeah, the yeah. sensation and the, the senses. Uh, and then the lighting is changed accordingly and they add music too. It's really, really cool. Huh. So for example, when you're drinking the Bullet Rye, you know, they, they turn the light like a little fall, you know, like orangey, mm -hmm. darker okay. room. And then the music is like birds and trees and the wind. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Iron Maiden. Or Iron Maiden. Or, uh, <laughs> or Ghost, which we saw last night. That was um, But anyway, long story short, I, this is one of the experiences that it's worth the $70. You know, you, you won't regret it. I, I walked away a little, you know, a little bus because you're, you're, it's a really nice pour for five, you know, times five. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, so anyway, bullet experience recommended. Their gift store is absolutely tremendous. You can find anything. Um, so that's that with bullet uh, tasting. You know, and to the tasting again, the reason why I like it is because again, it's really smooth. It's a really light color. If you look at even at yep. the bottle or the glass, you know we have it right next to Willet Pot Still, and you you definitely can tell that it's a, a lighter. Uh, like a hay, mm -hmm. yeah. Vanilla it's a color. still, yeah. It, it's you can still tell that it was aged. Mm -hmm. It's not like uh, right mellow corn or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like oh, neon man. yellow. It's not like mellow. Jeez, I think it's rough uh, from the notes and the taste and everything. Um, you know, some of the some of the notes that come through, not only um, smelling it and tasting it, uh, are definitely it's like a creamy vanilla. Uh, it's really smooth, vanilla, oaky flavor. And, of course, the spice because it's 95%, right? Yeah. On the nose, I get, like, fresh ground pepper. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot. Which Absolutely. is typically not a... It's not as pronounced in rye, typically. Right. Um, this is, like... Which I'm, I'm sure you'll get to in a minute, but you don't get that flavor. Yeah. It's just on the nose, which yeah. is interesting. It's a really good point. It's, um, I, I love smelling this because it's really aromatic. It, it smells fantastic. It, yeah. It's not aromatic like uh, that barrel that we tried, Armida. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That's flowery. This mm -hmm. one is just mm -hmm. aromatic without the flowery smell. No, this one's more like, um, definitely get that rye peppery. Peppery for sure. Um, and then you get a lot of like other, well, I would say like, Herbs, yeah, not like floral herbs, right? But like exactly, earthy, like a kind rosemary of. almost. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Um, you know, once you're you actually taste it, um, it's you can one taste the the spice too. But it, you know, this is even though it's ninety five percent to me, it's not one of the spicier. Nice. No. no, so for me, comparing it to the piggyback, yeah, that's a hundred percent right. This is ninety five percent right. They taste a world of different. Yeah, apart. they do. Yep. I yep. I think the reason why I didn't like the piggyback is you get the rye on the front, 
you get the rye on the finish. Yeah. Yeah. This you can get the rye spice early on and right around the, the edges of your tongue. Yeah. But the finish is very, very smooth on this and doesn't very leave smooth. me that lingering like I guess it was like straw yeah. last time yeah, when yeah. I was drinking the piggyback rye. Well yeah. like this one, I think the the you said it's malted barley in the mash bill. Yeah, five percent malted barley. I think that tempers down that really peppery rye spicy yeah. flavor. Um and gets a, a very similar note to the high west. Yeah, single yeah. Malt. Yep. yep. A very uh cereally kind of note right. that kind of breaks up that spicy For sure. rye flavor. Yeah. Yeah, this it, one it, to to really nice effect. It's a really nice effect. You know, you said it earlier the the lingering finish taste is really not potent, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, the spice is there when you taste it and you swirl in your mouth, it's really good. Pepper for sure, I can taste the pepper in this. But after that, it's just a really yeah. nice cinnamony aftertaste that yeah. lingers with me, you know? Yeah, you get a shot of the pepper, but it doesn't sit there no. for very long. It's one, mm-hmm. Once you finish it, it's it's basically on. You're ready for the next. Mm-hmm. And then the, the back end is almost yeah. like vanilla, cinnamon, yeah. um, very bourbony flavors, yeah. actually. That's a really good point. It's very bourbony. The oak really shines through very yeah. nicely. Uh, and that's why, you know, everything that we just said, that's why this is one of my go-to for on a Tuesday or Wednesday, just, you know, watching Netflix after dinner uh, because it's easy to drink. It's not mm-hmm. something that I want to spend time thinking about. And, you know, I spent $120 on this bottle, so I really want to think about the flavors. Well, this one's just pour it. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful dessert drink. So. And I, I think this one in, in particular works so well with, or in an old-fashioned um because it doesn't have sweetness yeah the way that bourbon typically does mm-hmm. so when you have the sugar in yeah. in your old fashioned this complements that perfectly yeah absolutely and that that's another reason why this is a great one to have in the top 5 findable ones because yeah. it's versatile right yeah oh it yeah. makes a Very really good old yeah. fashioned you can do some mixing with it but it's also really good neat so it's something I that agree. if you you don't need to have like Jake's massive collect yeah can, we've bought stuff because they've said, hey, this makes a really good old-fashioned. Yeah, right. And it's, well, I don't want to use this bourbon for an old-fashioned. I'll use this cheaper one or this other one because it has mm-hmm. a unique flavor to it. Right. Where you can get the same thing out of Bullet Rye for the old-fashioned. It tastes good neat. And at a $40 price point, it's, yeah. you, it's, it's hard to beat. It's yeah. really hard to beat. It's a no-brainer pickup. Go mm-hmm. get it. That's all I, I got to say for Yeah. You. Go get it. It's really good. So now we'll get into Bullet Rye and maybe talk more Will about... Will it pot still? I mean, Will it pot still? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't oh, put Willow Rye on your... Well, because Willow Rye is hard to find. findable. Uh, Sam always has it. Well, Sam is yeah, Sam. But it, <laughs> well, I, I, have, I have been seeing it in more places, yeah. right? but it's still not yeah. every store. It's probably yeah. going the way of Willet Pot still, where it was hard to find for a few years, and now Hopefully, it's been available. Hopefully, it could be coming soon. Hopefully, because yeah. you know, Willow Rye, and again, it's oh, not on my so list, good. just for the reasons that Jake talked about. Um, it's, it's hard to find. Even our local, very well-known... Bigger stores don't have it on the shelf. Right. Yeah. Um, so liquor, anyway. liquor Barn does. Liquor Barn does have some. But uh, I don't Eagle know if it's not. sticking around. Right, exactly. Yeah, Gold Eagle doesn't have it on the shelves. No. Denny's normally don't have it on the shelves. But anyway, so Willet Pot Still. Willet Pot Still. The found, this was founded in 1936 in Bardstown, so it's an older distillery. It is. It closed down in the early 1980s, though. And... I think it was right around the 60s is when whiskey and bourbon started going out of style in the U.S. 
and a lot of distilleries started having problems. So they made it to the to the 80s. They closed it down but reformed it again in 2012. They don't put, we talked about this before the show here, they don't put a ton of information out about Willet Pot still. Uh, the age of this is undisclosed, so it doesn't have it on the label. They don't talk about it online. They don't put too much information out, even the mash bill. There's, there's yeah. discrepancies on it. Right. We do know the proof of it is 94. The mash bill, so it's undisclosed. And I, I thought it was funny, so I did some research and did as much digging as I could to try and find a mash bill. And someone put a mash bill out, so I'm like, perfect, I'm going to use this as the information. And then a little bit later, I found another article, and they were so different that it made me laugh, so I want to talk oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> it's all speculation at that point. <laughs> the, yeah. the, one, the one website said they thought it was 65% corn, 20% wheat, and 15% malted barley. Okay, that makes sense. And that's what I went with. I thought that sounded about right. And then I, about 20 minutes later, I was checking someone else out. It said yeah. 72% corn. 13% rye and 15% malted barley. So it's totally yeah. different. Yeah. One, one said wheat and malted barley and the other one said rye and malted barley. So yeah. there's quite a bit a difference in there. We talked about the retail price. It's normally right around $48, that 40 to $50 yeah. range, a little bit higher than the bullet rye, but still very affordable. Yeah. Some unique information about pot still is it actually did start as a single barrel. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about how it's in a pot still, but more than likely it's made in, in colander stills yeah. or continuous stills. But when it did start out, it started out as single barrel. It is a source from Kentucky distilleries. Mm-hmm. They do have a relationship with Heaven Hill. They don't put anything out about the mash bill or anything, so we, no one can be certain, but we do know they have a relationship with Heaven Hill, so there could be some Heaven Hill uh, whiskey in here. Okay. And it still includes yeah. source bourbon, but there's more and more feeling that it's switched over to partially in-house or maybe even now fully in-house okay. by Willet. So it might not be a source bourbon anymore, but they, there's so much little information they put out about it, no one really knows for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's that uh, transparency issue. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and again, it's funny because we normally see that more with the older distilleries. Mm-hmm. It's the right. ones that started a while ago that never want to release. They don't want to release that. Well, right. was, I thought Willet was originally an old distillery. Yeah, it was. was closed came back. and then has been revitalized by somebody else. Right. But I think they try and keep the tradition and the history. Yeah. A lot of these, what we see is when someone closes and reopens, they still try and keep a lot of the yeah. the old history with. Well, I, with something like that where you're reopening an existing brand almost, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be strange to be like, yeah, uh, remember uh, Willet back in the <laughs> 20s? Yeah, now we're using uh, Heaven Hill whiskey. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a really good point. That's why I'm excited for you to talk about James Pepper because yeah. that's a good story about that too. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, again, this is one of my favorites going back to when I started drinking bourbons, uh, specifically bourbons, uh, overall whiskeys. Uh, I like it because it's smooth and you can taste like a honey and caramel taste in this. Uh, it's it's on the sweeter, but not in a mellow you know mellow corn type. It's in a sweeter range, but in a very nice and smooth bourbony sweet and not you know not like a syrup. Yeah, no, it's it's not like uh, it's not um, like you're drinking sugar water. Exactly. It's just very, very light, um, yep. light note. 
in like the middle to the end right. where you get that sweet flavor. It's like very, you know, this is a tremendous after dinner drink just because of that. You know, right. it's on the caramelly side. Yeah, um, very, very much. Very yeah. much so, yeah. Uh, the citrus, and I, I can taste citrus here, like an orange peel. And it yeah. does give it a, a, a sense of, you know, orange peel, maybe even borderline lemon peel, which is really nice to me. I yeah. really like that. Uh, oak, for sure. You know, again, with all bourbons, you're going to taste oak. But the difference in, in the better ones is how it shines through, as opposed to just like, okay, yeah, there's oak in this. Yeah, this, there's definitely a vanilla that comes from that. The that charred vanilla, oak. it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't place the combination of flavors, but it's best way I can describe it is like a cinnamon vanilla oak uh, that has orange peel in it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really interesting. It's the citrus peel is actually a really interesting thing. Right? Mm-hmm. I never I never thought of that before, but now that you say it, I can totally... You can taste them right. Yeah, absolutely. You're just going to start to take whatever... You're just going to take whatever Roberto says is truth now. Is that is that what you're saying? No. Well, hey, did you know <laughs> well, it's a, Do you know you can, a bad friend? Yeah, see? Dan, Jake agrees. Dan is definitely not in my top five friends now. <laughs> I'll take that toasted... The Elijah toasted barrel back then. Thank you very much. I'll take it. Oh, no. Dude, but I mean, it, it's... When, whenever you're... Like, that's why it's, it's fun to talk about what you taste. Yep. Because like this, like the tasting notes is not my particular forte. Nope. Uh, if I drank it, I'd tell you that it tastes like wood and <laughs> yeah. uh, I like it. Right. <laughs> Which is perfectly fine. With a little bit of burnt wood place taste. <laughs> uh, but like when you, when someone can articulate those things, like and we've, we've had notes that were, you know, official tasting notes where we're right. like, that's BS. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's yeah, not, we don't taste that. Jelly bean with freaking yeah. Tostitos. Where it's like, you know, <laughs> but that's where you can be like, yes, I do taste uh, the citrus note in this. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting. And you can smell it and taste you can it, which, taste. Is, which is really, uh, it's it's cool to talk about with your friends. Yeah. yeah. It makes it a an experience instead of you just drinking alone. Yeah, that's exactly what I like. <laughs> what's, well, Dan wait, drinks alone all the time. I was going to say, what's, what's wrong with drinking alone? <laughs> Isn't that a George Thorogood song? <laughs> Johnny Cash? I don't know. I, and I don't know if it's just because I had pancakes for breakfast, but on the nose I get some syrup as well. Mm-hmm. I know we said it's not sweet like yeah. syrup, but I do taste, or I smell a little bit of syrup on the No, I, it, there, I there's do. almost a... Yeah. Very... Very, very, very subdued maple like a maple taste, syrup. yeah, it, yeah. which I love. I mean, I love the mapley taste, yeah, in bourbons or whiskeys. Uh, but that that's a really good point, you know. Now that you mentioned, like, you really take the, the I, maple I, I've been sitting there digging my nose deep into the glass because I've been trying to figure it out. And like yeah. I said, it could be there could be something on my lip from breakfast yet this morning. Yeah, but maybe, I'm still smelling yeah, some. No, there, there's this, know, there is like, something there. This has like taste of orange juice with coffee. And well, butter and so <laughs> well now that now that you say that what it tastes like to me is when I make I like to make my pancakes with vanilla and lemon zest. Oh, there you go. This is like lemon That's zest. That's what right it tastes here. like. That's a really good point. You know, when we were in college it was kegs and eggs, but now I'm feeling <laughs> like we should do a Willet and Pancakes and Willet and Pancakes bacon? and Willet. <laughs> Then it's just gonna be like the next one's gonna be like this one tastes like Walker Brothers pancake house. <laughs> <laughs> no collaboration on this one. Uh, yeah, well, we haven't had a bacon bourbon yet. That would be good. No, 
Maybe we can infuse one of those with bacon. <laughs> um, so the you know when once you taste it and again you swirl it and it, it, it gives you that really nice and sweet um, smooth flavor. And the lingering part for me, and this is I don't know if if, if this happened to you, but it wasn't too spicy on the nose or the taste, but the finish, I have a lingering sense of spice. I was uh, vigorously shaking my head no. <laughs> It's very smooth, Um, even on the nose, which typically, like, if you go in, stick your nose straight into a glass and smell, you're going to get smacked in the face by the alcohol vapor. This one doesn't have that. So Um, smooth. The taste is so smooth. This is a 90 proof, right? It's a 90, I think. 94. 94, which is good. I mean, for a not dead baseline <laughs> or yeah. minimum requirement you know is like incredibly smooth yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and that's what uh you know i've been recommending willet pot still to anybody that i meet. oh yeah because it is so smooth and very affordable yeah and again back in the day they would probably market up for the secondary market now you just walk in and buy for 45 dollars mm-hmm. 45 dollars well spent grab the bottle make a candle out of it something i don't know make a tiki torch a tiki torch or a flower vase. That's what I'm going to say. A flower vase. Yeah. If you're into some of the new yeah. things you can do in Illinois legally, you could probably turn it into something, some type of paraphernalia <laughs> you if you can wanted to. Probably put a hose in there somewhere <laughs> and, 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 and try some other substances. Uh, but I would say definitely grab this bottle if you see it. Yeah. Th- this is a fantastic first bottle for a collection. Yeah. It's. Plus, you have the the shock and awe of the bottle look. It's something that everyone's going to ask you about. Yeah, if you have this up on your on your shelf and you're having a couple friends over, yeah, being like, "Oh, hey, try this. It looks cool." You can impress people because it tastes great. Yep. It, it it's funny because we talk about that a few weeks ago. One of the people I work with, who who knows, I drink a lot of bourbon, and he's been out with me where I've been at a bar where I've gotten a Blanton's or an Eagle Rare, and. Mm-hmm. He sent me a picture of the top shelf, and he he saw the Blanton's bottle. Mm-hmm. He saw the Eagle Rare. There was someone else up there, and he goes, "What's the one on the left?" And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, it's Pot Still." Yeah, yeah. And, and I said it's funny because it's not like it's a really top shelf liquor, but he thought it was going to be way more expensive just yeah based on the look of the bottle. Well, I mean, it's right. It, in my opinion, it does have a top shelf taste. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't taste like. Agreed. The the uh, price range yeah. that it's no, in. It, it tastes above the price range. I wouldn't put it on the same flavor profile of Blanton's and Eagle. No, no, like no, no. they had up there. Yeah, um, yeah. but no, it, it has yeah, a, a good for, for the price. It's a very very yeah. Which most restaurants, if you go to a bar or restaurant, they'll have this on the top shelf. Usually, like this yeah. is a top shelf bourbon for them, which is you know it makes sense. It's a it's a forty five dollar bottle of bourbon as opposed to your twenty seven dollar Jack. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Um, I mean, I, it's on my top shelf again, especially the gas tank. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a it's a stunning presentation piece. It really is, and you know, even um, even just the bottle cap, you know, it's just wood and cork, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really nice topper I mean, on the bottle. The only bottle offhand that I can think of that looks anything like this is that one special release Old Forester. That's the short and fat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Well, we call that the Dan release. Is that, is that the... 
Wow, that we're gonna we're gonna go there, huh? Completely. I actually true. weigh more than Dan. So. Yeah, I say, I, I, not that any of us are. Dan is easily the most in shape out yeah, of this whole group. That is actually that's very not insane. saying much. Like that's to be fair, none of I us know, are in shape. Shame, but yeah. <laughs> I just have the smallest spare tire around my waist compared to you two guys. Yeah. Oh, I have a spare tire for sure. It's mainly bourbon that I've been drinking for the last three years. Probably um, perv is like the three briskets that I made well, this and, and summer too. Well, that and both you guys are married, so yeah. <laughs> I don't that, have to impress anyone anymore. Oops, cut you. that out. <laughs> <laughs> that will make you definitely grow a spare tire. Cut, cut, uh, cut two, right there. Yeah. <laughs> some point, it's not even just a donut. At some point, it's just a full size spare tire. You know? uh, but anyway. So yeah, um, good bottles. You know, again, I, I really enjoy drinking both of these bullet rye and uh, bullet pot still. You know, mm -hmm. pot still, like you said, it's a small batch, mm -hmm. and you know, at some point, that can come back to bite them because it's you know it's less consistent batch to batch, right? So, uh, but I I've been trying bullet pot still for the last three years, and no batch has disappointed me. I think they do a really good job keeping. Yeah, it. I I. I don't think I've had, well, I probably have had separate batches, but didn't know it. Yeah. I haven't tasted right a, an inconsistency to the level where I'd be like, wow, that batch sucked. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. um, <clears throat> the way that like some other companies actually are very clear about their batch delineations, mm -hmm. like particularly barrel. Yep. Um, is very particular about saying like this. This is not the same as the pr previous right. or next batch. Agreed. You know, um, so I'm I'm sure this is a blend also it of is. of yeah. barrels. It's a blend so, of the small batch, right? Yeah. So you're you're gonna get very very uh, high quality consistency just from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. In in most cases. Agreed. Good. Well, that was a fun first run at this. Before before we get to our, into our socials and everything. The socials and well, we so want to talk about something else. Yeah, first so we'll get into the socials. But we uh, this is actually our first collaboration with uh, with other small businesses. We're not a small business yet. We have zero income. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get that paper. <laughs> zero income we, and a we, lot of expenses. Oh, we're not we're not getting paid for this. Oh. <laughs> we need our tax IDs still. I think um, <laughs> just you know, in a business account at some point apparently to get this. But we have a, our first collaboration, Renata Zelinskaya. She's a realtor here in the Chicagoland area, specializing in the north, uh, the northwest suburbs of Chicago, north yep. suburbs, northwest suburbs, closer to the lake, whatever you need, north of O'Hare. Uh, she specializes. She is at, at properties, if you've seen those signs uh, for, for you know, houses for sale at property, the, the, the symbol at. Uh, and, you know, Renata, 847-791-2088. She'll sell you a really good house. We actually just visited one right next to Jake's house. Yeah. And that's how we found out because she was selling the house next to Jake's, uh, which we go back way back with Renata, like 10 years. And it was really interesting to see that intersection. That house does not have a bourbon room. That house does not have a bourbon room. Are you looking at that just so you don't have to drive home after we do the podcast? <laughs> I talked to, and I, I'm in, you know, Renata, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Uh, so I won't have to drive, you know, 10 miles. But again, it's our first collaboration. We're excited. You know, we, we're helping others uh, promote their business, and they're going to help us promote our podcast. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, again, uh, you can find her at Properties, Renata Zelinskaya. Yeah, and I, I think we'll have a few other announcements coming up in the next 
week yes. or two we have yeah. about, good about some good collaborations going. coming up. So yeah. it's, ex- and it's an exciting time to be a Bourbon yeah. Matters listener. Still unpaid, but that's okay. <laughs> Still unpaid. <laughs> but technically we have been paid. I did a $2 donation as a test when I originally set up the did website. Wow. All right. Not me, man. I'm going to end up on the under the bridge of 94 in Milwaukee. <laughs> if you see a blue tent, you know, I'll come by. We'll taste a good bourbon. Bring it because I won't have any of it. Uh, socials, you know where to find us. On Instagram, we're at Bourbon Matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're growing followers really nicely. Thank you for following. Thank you for liking. Yep. Uh, and then on Facebook, we're Bourbon Matters. We are also growing really nicely, the likes and the followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can, where can we find the podcast? Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Um, please rate the podcast, um, follow, click the notification bell, whatever whatever mechanism it is um, that helps us show that we're actually retaining listeners, um, which we it does seem like we're re- retaining a consistent following, which we want to thank everyone. It's again. been growing as well too. Yeah, yeah, and you know we're we're pumped for for the the group that we got. Um, we're looking forward to giving you guys some good content. God, it's uh, just killing you not to say anything right now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm excited. I think next episode we can probably. Or maybe a couple others. Yeah, probably at the end, tail end of our top one guys. or two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we'll be able to make some announcements uh, on, yeah. on upcoming collaborations. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, we're going to get some perks, so it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get perks. We'll get some merch, and we we you know if you want to collaborate, let us know. We can replace Dan if you want to collaborate with me and please Jay, replace yeah. Dan. We'll, we'll replace Dan at some point. So that's good. <laughs> The uh, also we have the website uh, bourbonmatterspodcast.com. Some people I've talked to they don't like having apps on their phones or things. You can actually go on to the website and listen to the yeah. website and listen to the podcast on the website. Yep. Not not saying that you should do this, but if you're at work and aren't really into work, yeah, it you is can safe for fire work. it up and and let it go. This, so. this yeah, qualifies I mean, as uh, safe for work. Get drunk by proxy at go. work. Yeah, and it's got good <laughs> stories about the episodes, right? Yeah, I mean, we got I some brief got more of a story. Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, all st- all the descriptions from the website are the same ones that are on all the social media and yeah. all the um, podcast platforms. We got pictures, so you're not missing out if you go to the website. Right. Yeah, and there's exactly. a donate button. There's on a the donate website. button. <coughs> pay us. Yeah. Pay us. Visit uh, us OnlyFans. We have an OnlyFans. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> that's yours. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. That's coming up. Uh, OnlyFans. Uh, follow us. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I, I think um, I'm hoping by the summer, if not earlier, we'll start doing a live stream. Um, we have a few in the books, right? Well, I mean, in the books. I'm sorry, in the in the plan. Well, no, he wants to put video on. And no, I think well, I do like for YouTube. Yeah, video. Oh, yeah, geez, people I want to through see YouTube. Me, sure. um, I'm going to be like the ghost guy. I'm going to pin my face for those because I don't want people to see my <laughs> freaking old face. <laughs> if you like ghosts, that's what I'm going to look like. You know, yeah, Papa Emeritus. I think I've, I've recorded every podcast in like borderline pajamas. So, oh, jeez. I, let's not talk about my uniform. I'm gonna have to dress up. <laughs> or Roberto always looks sharp. So, <laughs> what's that? Uh, the one commercial? He's like, "That's a handsome pair of pants." Oh man, 
<laughs> that's always Roberto. Oh, that's yeah, and I yeah, I wear the same shirt for every podcast. Roberto doesn't even he's like on uh, semi sabbatical right now, and he's I'm still unemployed. dressed up like he's working. Please donate on the website. <laughs> I'm unemployed for a week, so donate. Cool, awesome. Well, that was a fun first run at this. We'll next episode will be my top five findable ones. I'm yep. excited for that. Eh, don't be. Uh, well, because I'm not excited for finding Dan. I'm excited for finding the other five barons he's not talking about. <laughs> Dan's got a good mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Uh, I don't know. Then I'll means. break all the rules with mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I can is. find these all over the internet. Pappy 10. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good point. This guy was selling me Pappy for $100. I, oh, no, I, 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 took I it. found this Elmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. It was $65. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I bet you 75% of the listeners checked out by now, but that's okay. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers.